This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! I'm your pre-owned. I don't fool with no horses, boy. He's a habitual line stepper. Any savage at all, your mustache is crooked. Come on, man. What the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Oh my good, goodness gracious! Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. I demand the hour, the man of the power, too sweet to be sour. Plausibly live, but recorded in parts. From the rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York, it's the one, the only, Keep It To Yourself podcast. And now, here's your host, Jason Bullock. I have no idea who he is. But he was dug and dug. All right, that's enough, Morgan. And you're welcome to it. This is episode 128 of the Old Kitty Pod. Coming to you on Saturday, July the 10th, 2021. It was quite the holiday weekend. I hope it was a happy and safe one for all of you out there, wherever you may be. Thanks for listening as always. And we're not in the show, are we? No, we're just getting started. Let me start out with the social media. I don't know if you can hear the dryer. I'm upstairs at Bullet House near the pod loft in the Fortress of Solitude. Let's get to the social media right away. This podcast is available on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. There's a keep it to yourself Facebook page. You get new episodes of this podcast and my sister podcast, CR Crime. I haven't really done much on that whole deal, but there'll be stuff a coming. I'll explain why in just a bit for the delays here. Or I may have explained that little brief episode I dropped before the holiday weekend. But anyway, that's the social media. In fact, this whole episode is going to be the vanity project right here of any portion i should say all right folks we're back at it here at the living room now of bullet house we've since repaired down here and if you hear a strange noise that's actually the dryer so if you hear a strange noise that's what it is all right folks no shout outs uh, nothing to plug i got some pot shout outs later on all right folks this is the vanity portion of the podcast and this is where you ask yourself what has happened in the life of one j michael bullet well, let me tell you something. I had myself one 4th of July weekend, let me tell you. Oh, uh, boy, howdy, hachi, machi, etc., etc. Now, I got to start this off here. A few days before the holiday weekend was set to begin, our boss called us into the break room, and he was originally going to give us Friday off of the 4th of July holiday, and if we wanted to take Monday off to make it a long weekend, or an even longer one in this case, we would be allowed to do so. Well, our boss called us all into the break room and said, all right, I messed up. I'm going to give you Monday for the 4th of July holiday. If you want to take Friday off, go right ahead. Be my guest. So I did. And I spent that Friday getting all the stuff for this 4th of July cookout. Now, you may recall two years ago, pre-pandemic, the before times, if you will, that I was having dinner at my sister's house one Saturday night. And she said, Well, while Dad's away visiting his companion, why don't you have friends over? And about the time she said, you know, it's getting towards summertime, you know, it'd be a good time to invite friends over the house, have a cookout, have a nice little rager, you know, have a nice little afternoon hang. It's all good. Well, it took a pandemic to do something like this. Actually, delayed everything. 
But I said, you know what? There's a good chance Dad and Nancy might be out for the July 4th weekend, and they were. So I decided, you know what? July 3rd, I'm going to have me a cookout. And I finally admitted it to my dad, like, hey, I'm going to have friends over here for a cookout. I don't know if you guys are going to be away. You're welcome to join. I said, now nah, we're going to be out of town. So between the time I made the announcement and the time I decided to have the cookout, Dad taught me how to use the grill. It's pretty dangerous stuff when you're working with propane. But thankfully, I came through on scratch. The house is still standing. You will be glad to know. So I spent all day Friday getting hot dogs. Well, not hot dogs. I got bratwurst. I promised them bratwurst, hamburgers. There's a washing machine going, too, in case we're... Anyway, I got bratwurst, got hamburgers, got all sorts of beverages, all sorts of snacks. I got a Mexican Coke. I got the low-sugar slash diet sodas. And it was going to be one heck of a cookout. And I told my guests, hey, if you're going to come to this picnic, you better make sure you're going to come and be, bring something that you're going to share with everybody. One friend of mine brought a veggie tray. A lot of guys brought cookies and whatnot, all manner of desserts and sweet treats. I contributed myself a 7-Eleven, or not 7-Eleven, a 7-Up. Hello, made me feel great, you know. 7-Up lemon-lime cake. Got this thing called Red, White, and Blue Parfait, but it was jello. I knew my dad was going to have that, especially all the jello he ate those trips to the hospital almost a decade ago. So about 4.30, the first guests arrived, and I said, well, I was going to originally wrap things up at 7.30, but instead 8 o'clock was going to be the end time. I'm like, well, maybe some of these people will want to play Jeopardy, and everybody just sat around the kitchen table and shot the bowl. And me and this other person were the only ones who were actually playing Jeopardy or watching on TV. I think I put Wheel of Fortune on at 7 o'clock. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, all things considered, everybody had themselves a high old time. The weather wasn't the best. At least it wasn't the meteorological shit show that was Memorial Day weekend. It was cool for early July, but at least it wasn't like it was Memorial Day weekend. And everybody enjoyed being on the property. They liked the house. I didn't give them the grand tour. I close off the upstairs to everybody. Water break. Pause that refreshes. Trademark Coca-Cola. And everybody liked the setup inside. I wish it had been warmer. I would have opened up the back porch. But the only person used the back porch was me to grill the food, obvi. So that was that. Everybody left at 8 o'clock. And it started to rain like 7.30, 8 o'clock by the time the mass migration out of Bullet House began. So I was left to clean up. And my dad said, well... I was going to come to visit my dad and his companion at her house in North Adams, Massachusetts. And what happened was, I called and I said, well, how about you come early in the day? Because we're going to take you out to lunch. I'm like, okay, so I was really going to have to get my skates on as far as cleaning up the kitchen after everybody had left. Take the tablecloth off the table, sweep up, do that whole thing. And I spent Saturday morning giving this thing the big clean. You know, dusting, mopping, sweeping up, vacuuming, that whole bit. But everybody enjoyed the place. I was so happy things went well, especially with grilling. I wasn't sure how things were going to turn out on that whole deal. So, all right. So, we go now to Sunday. The first light of dawn. Okay, it wasn't really sunny. It was still cloudy here in the rolling hills of Saratoga County from where I am potting today. So, I get up, watch CBS Sunday morning. I said, all right, as soon as that show is over... I'm going to load everything to the car, got an overnight bag and whatnot, and headed over to North Thames. 
I arrived sometime before noon, so far as I can make out. And no sooner did I get settled, rested up a bit, they said, hey, we're going to take you out to lunch. Okay, so whereabouts did you go, you're probably asking. Well, you're probably, all right, well, it wasn't Jack's Hot Dogs. They're closed on Sundays. Pedrin's Dairy Bar? Not really. Well, we got in the car, and the next thing you know, I was at the summit of Mount Greylock. This is the highest point in all of the state of Massachusetts. They have a war memorial tower. There's this place called the Bascom Lodge. There's this cafe off to the left. Oh, it was wonderful, I'm telling you. That's where we had lunch. It, they were kind of slow on the uptake. There must have been a busy 4th of July over there. Actually, it was. It took a while for our lunch to arrive. It was like a fast casual place, not a chain, but this was a mom and pop type of business that's open when the reservation's open. Those mountain roads, you don't want to mess with those in the wintertime. So, had lunch, burned off the calories by going up to the War Memorial. The views from near the monument. Oh, man, those were great. I wish it had been a sunny day. There probably would have been more people out. But as long as it wasn't too bad, there was going to be a good deal of people there anyway. And there was a goodly crowd. So got to see a whole lot of views. The views are magnificent. A clear day, you can see all the way to, like, you know, into, like, Wachusett Mountain which is near Worcester. You can see mountains in Vermont, New Hampshire. Oh, just amazing. What a view from the view shelf that we had then i went in the monument now there's this little staircase you can go all the way to the top if you dare my dad's companion and i made it up about two flights until we got to the spiral staircase and it was like well no more let's get out of here then we saw this thunderbolt lodge there's a thunderbolt ski race that used to take place most every year on mount Greylock. and they had the little lodge there for emergency camping like what if you're trapped up there i don't know anyway so got a little peek of that, and then we decided, all right, we're out of here. We're done. Then you think we're going to go home and rest up in the afternoon, right? Nope. We went through downtown North Adams on 4th of July day, and then we made up the Mohawk Trail, went past the hairpin turn. You may recall a previous episode from several years ago where I wanted to go to Wickham Summit, but that didn't happen. I just made it as far as the hairpin turn. And then... Went to this place called the Wigwam Western Summit. And it's this nice quaint little store. You get a nice view of North Ams down below. We were not as high in elevation as we were at Mount Greylock, but bought a few things from the store. Bought this thing, like a little maple whoopie pie, which I had for a snack at work on Tuesday. Uh, I forgot what else. I, oh, this thing called a sniff stick. It's quite pricey in that store. It was like, you know, a sniff, you could just... Uh, five to ten breaths with this thing you hold this thing under your nose and all of a sudden five ten deep breaths boom let the essential oils do their work well after quite an afternoon of traveling we came home rested up nancy showed this is my dad's companion showed me her back garden growing a lot of stuff in there nice setup nice spacious backyard it's like the same size when we grew up and then we had an early supper because i showed an interest in going to this ball game. Now, there's this collegiate wooden bat baseball league that has a team in North Adams. It's called the New England Collegiate Baseball League. The team from Vermont were their opponents on the night. Game started just after 6 o'clock. Met up with my Uncle Alan and Betsy, my Uncle Sid and Aunt Patty. All six of us watched the game. I got this big scorebook with what was left of my Amazon gift card that I got for Christmas. And I kept score. 
the Steeplecast, that's the North Ams team. They beat Vermont 1-0 on a home run. No small ball here. You hear that, Aaron Boone? No wonder the Yankees are in fourth place. Come on. Anywho, it's more Jason Sports Corner to come later. Spoilers. So what happened was the game ended pretty early. So it was like, what, 8-15, I think, when the game ended. So we had a bit of a wait until the fireworks came in. Obviously, it being summer, it gets early late, or it gets, well, it gets late late, certainly. So I said, all right, about 9.15, we're going to shoot off the fireworks. That was the announcement from the PA system. Well, it took to about 9.20. Meanwhile, some of the citizens of North Adams had gotten illegal fireworks and were having their own fireworks displays, probably as pregame for the big event. And there was some evidence of that, some spent shells as my dad, her companion, and I, all three of us, crossed the parking lot. I actually parked in the American Legion, had across these railroad tracks. I know, we're devils, huh? Pretty brave of us. Well, we didn't want to get hemmed in as we were making our way out after the fireworks and the ball game. So we crossed the railroad tracks. There was this disused fraternal organization that had this building, which I don't think has been in real use in the intervening years. And we walked past some spent firework shells. I was like, oh boy, somebody must have had themselves a night before. I don't know how long those things were there, but they had already been shot off. Well, 920 comes, and then the big fireworks display comes. Takes about uh, just over half an hour, about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, somewhere around there. Long walk back to where we parked, and then we went home. We had flashing lights. I'm like, North Ham is probably the type of town that Rolls the carpets, rolls the sidewalks up early on a Sunday. We encountered some of those traffic lights at 10 o'clock. Actually, we left at 10 o'clock and didn't get back till late. And then more of the locals decided to shoot off their fires, and there were some big ones, especially compared to what we had just seen, both legal and otherwise. Oh, it was hard getting to sleep that night. Actually, I went on Facebook and rather tongue-in-cheek humor said, as a visitor... Can we please stop shooting off fireworks? I've had enough for one fourth of July. And it was just on and off till about 12.30 in the morning. Well, all right, Monday, holiday Monday comes. I get up, get me, pour me some coffee. Well, I use a coffee maker, really, but let's not split hairs here. And I said the most serene moment of the whole weekend was sitting out on the front porch. So I figured, all right, I'll just make me a cup of coffee, go on the front porch, be outside, have a nice moment of quiet because this is probably the most quiet I'm going to have the whole day. Frank Sinatra said it best. You shouldn't be drinking alcohol because when you get up in the morning, that's the best you're going to feel the whole day. And damn it, he was right. But I was in a good mood the whole weekend. I really enjoyed myself the ball game. I got to visit Mount Greylock. And here I am, holiday Monday, no work to worry about. That would be the next day. And it was quite pleasant being out on the front porch. I got two cracks at it. This the second time was with my dad and Nancy. So I went so after, you know, doing having breakfast and doing the usual morning routine, like taking a shower and that, I packed up my stuff and then I decided I was gonna meet my dad and his companion at my Uncle Al and Aunt Betsy's house for lunch. Uncle Sid and Aunt Patty said they weren't gonna be make it because they had other obligations on the day, but it didn't matter. We enjoyed ourselves. Uncle Al made pizza, made a little side salad, and he made some dessert, like individually wrapped brownies. Made a sundae out of it. It was so good. I'm telling you. 
Uncle Al's quite the cook and quite the storyteller, too. I left at about 1.30 in the afternoon, stopped at this farm stand, did a little shopping there. Got a jar of moonshine barbecue. Probably made in the still out back. Who knows then? About 3 o'clock or so, I get home and just decided to relax. Had a late supper that night. And that was it. That was my 4th of July weekend. A very enjoyable one. Alright gang, this is the part of the show that you either like or you don't like. It's Jason's Sports Corner. Feel free to fast forward if you're in the latter category. And I gotta admit, I haven't watched much sports recently. I still gotta talk about it. I teased it early in the episode, so why not? I watched little bits of the Euros. I followed along online. I have the ESPN app on my phone. I've also listened to the Men in Blaze, especially their Spotify Green Room pods after each match day. Those have been very entertaining, and I highly suggest you listen to the one after the Euro final tomorrow. Italy and England are going to go at it. England in their first major tournament final for the first time in over half a century, which is quite astounding. What a run they had. They even beat Denmark without Christian Eriksen, this midfielder who collapsed during the first group stage game just as it kicked off. And what a story Denmark was. Also, Copa America been following along with that. I've watched more of the former than the latter, to be honest. Yankees, they're still struggling. NBA Finals, Milwaukee Phoenix, take it or leave it. Stanley Cup Finals, eh. Congrats, Tampa Bay, by the way. Two years in a row with the Stanley Cup. So there you have it right there. Just a brief little trip into Jason Sports Car. I don't go too in-depth. Really I'm not really going to be into the Olympics this year. Can't wait for the basketball tournament to come about. Oh, yeah, there's also Saratoga Race Course opening this coming week, so I'm really looking forward to being back at the spawn, given to charity, as it were. Really looking forward to that. You'll hear about the trip in the next episode. And it's been Jason Sports Corner. All right, folks, before we wrap our scenes, we're going to get to the pod shout-outs here, and kind of a light one here. I don't know. Maybe some of these podcasts decided to take the 4th of July week off. Who knows? So that means there was no episode of Greetings from Allentown this week, but Peter Winston and Keith Langston did a live watch of an episode of WCW Saturday Night that aired May 9th, 1992. The main event was a two out of three falls match with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Barry Windham. Also, the Break It Down show, they never take a week off some entertaining episodes, but this was some past fair minute talk here. Jim Belcher talking about the tragedy of the USS Indianapolis. And Johnny Walker had a great episode. There's a movie coming out about him next year. So looking forward to that. Loyal Littles podcast. Chuck and Roxy interviewed Mark Stanfield and Debbie Mittman. The former was a great interview, by the way. Very fascinating. And I was surprised to find out that he lives right down the road from Bullet House. Outside Troy, New York, as a matter of fact. So check out those podcasts, give those a listen, even the ones I didn't mention that because they didn't drop anything. Oh yeah, no episode of either the Sportscasters or 24-inch podcast. Steve Bennett maintained radio silence this past week. The most re- recent episode of the 24-inch is worth a listen, Boris Zhukov. So there you have it right there. As for this podcast and my sister podcast, CR Crime, that's a true crime pod, as I'm watching Tony Romo at the American Century Championship right now. Here we go, Jim. Tony! (laughs) Both these podcasts are available on most, if not all, your favorite podcasting platforms. 
a little hesitation there, like Charles Barkley's old golf swing. This podcast, The Old Kitty Pod, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, other platforms as well. Less so for CR Crime, but either way, if you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends, tell those in your circle, tell your enemies. Hell, I don't give a shit. If your podcatcher of choice has reviewing and or, and or rating capabilities, give this podcast a five-star rating and a good write-up. That's all I ask. Thanks in advance. Pause. Breathe. Okay. Now with all that out the way, it's time for one more thing to wrap up proceedings. And as I've mentioned on this podcast before and probably will mention many more times afterwards, this summer is going to be my 20th anniversary high school reunion. It should be noted. And when I'm, you know, at my age, I'm nearing 40. I got to realize one thing that the older I get, reunions of this magnitude are going to be less and less attended as the years go by, if not just outright uh, impossible to put on or the decreasing possibility one way or the other. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is this is more about those you lost rather than the passage of time itself, which can be pretty scary if and you ask me. 20 years since I graduated high school. Where or oh, where has the time gone? Good Lord in heaven. I think when you get to this milestone in your life, you, know, you start reflecting like where did everything go right? Where did everything go wrong? I know you should live your life with regrets and everything. You should have as enjoyable a life experience as you could possibly get. You only get one. You got to make the best of it one way or the other. So, there you go right there. This is reflecting a number of my classmates, including the female ones to which I was attracted back in the day. No shame in that, right? As long as it was healthy, it was all good. You know, everybody's like, most everybody's got settled down, married, start, got families going. We have a whole bunch of events going on. It's going to be clearly evident on the Saturday when we have the family-friendly picnic and there's going to be a bonfire type of deal in the evening. I've had some reflection and maybe a little soul-searching. I've had a great experience when it comes to my high school days. I'm not a person who really lionizes his past. There are some parts of it that uh, I'm ashamed about. There's some parts of it that I'm quite happy about. Uh, the high school experience is certainly no exception. I did drama club senior year. I played David Miller in State Fair, and I was quite the tops among 18-year-old David Millers, if I must say so. <laughs> I participated in Students Against Drunk Driving. Okay, I wasn't pretty active. I just attended the meetings. That was it. My mom said, you better join a club or something like that. You look back at that part of your life, as some of the greatest years that you're ever going to have or ever did have. I know college is going to be a whole different animal. You, know, you got a lot more access to alcohol than you did in high school, that's for sure. <laughs> but back to the lecture at hand here, and back to mentioning, you know, one should never live life with any regrets. Well, if there was one thing I had to change, if I had it to do all over again, I probably would have been a little more sociable. I would have had more of a typical high school experience. But given all that's happened and how everything has turned out in the two decades since my graduation from Saratoga Springs High School, I'd have to say I did pretty well for myself. So there you go right there. I wish I'd done a little more socializing. I'd have been a little more out there, but I was kind of uh, nervous to put myself in more of an out there position than I already was. I hadn't really had enough going for me right there, so... 
there you have it. Tempest Fujit. Times change. That's all I got to tell you. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I truly appreciate the support you've given it. I'm sorry I haven't come out with more episodes, but I'll certainly have more to come next time, whenever it is, I get it out to you. In the meantime and in between time, be safe out there. I'll talk to you soon. And as always, and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Otis lives. After the lessening of COVID-19 regulations, once again, the Keep It To Yourself podcast was taped in front of a live studio audience.